In our last episode, Grace discovered God's forgiveness and the freedom to forgive Caleb. Hello, I'm Anne-Marie Moore, author of Love's Weaving Hands series books. I would like to welcome you to the LWH series podcast. Here, you can listen to the audio version of my books. It is my hope that this series will encourage every woman to know true love. This is a nine-book series, and I will be your narrator for book one, The King's Daughter. Chapter 11 Nana Abigail embraced Grace as they sat on the living room couch. Ha, ah, Gracie, what a joy to hear your testimony. Grace rested her head on her Nana's shoulder. I'm also ready to obey the Lord as he leads through you, Nana. Ha, oh, bless you, my child. You know, it won't be easy seeing you off to school. You understand that the next two years will be your busiest ever. It's possible I may not see you until you complete your studies. I know. I won't be very far, but it will feel like we are worlds apart. Nonsense, sweet Grace. You will always be in my heart. But you must learn to take these little steps towards your destiny. Sometimes I wonder what that will be. All in good time. You're right. Grace wrapped her arms around Abigail, content with the only mother she had ever known, one who blessed her with the love of a heavenly father. A month later... Grace entered her respective class. This was a school that held strict standards, and they expected girls to act as young ladies. As Grace slipped into her assigned seat, she heard girls behind her whispering, I heard her father is wealthy. How would you know? Another questioned. Please, we all come from wealthy homes. I think she's an abandoned child, a third girl snickered. Whatever do you mean? The first asked. Her mother was the one that spoke with Miss Price and paid her tuition. Grace listened intently as the gossip about this unfortunate girl continued. Since when do any of our mothers conduct business that belongs to our fathers? All the girls muttered in agreement. No, I think the new girl doesn't have a father. Grace sat up straight as she realized they were speaking of her. She clenched her jaw and stared resolutely towards the front of the classroom, but her mind was seething with anger. How dare these girls speak so openly about me and my nana? Ladies, may I have your attention? Miss Price summoned as she walked into the room. The third girl leaned towards her friends and in a lower voice whispered, Maybe she's a bastard child. In a flash, Grace was on her feet and looming over the now wide-eyed girls, her fists clenched at her sides. She raised her fist as if to fight, and the girls drew back in fear. Miss Allison! Miss Price's stern voice suddenly rang out. Grace glared at the girls, chest heaving. Miss Allison, sit down immediately. Reluctantly, Grace turned. Her face burned with embarrassment and anger. She slipped into her seat. I will have you know, Miss Allison, Miss Price reprimanded. I will not tolerate such brutish behavior. If there is a matter you must tend to, then do so privately and in a ladylike manner. Do I make myself clear? Yes, Miss Price. The girls giggled quietly, and the knot in Grace's stomach grew. She drew in a calming breath. These are going to be the two longest years of my life. 
all went well for a time as the girls began the rigorous routines of early morning exercises. They directed those who needed etiquette training to their respective instructor, Fredo Pavat, who Grace thought was rather strict and snobbish. Walk with your chin up when you enter my presence and do not seek to impress me. Fredo Pravat spoke in a haughty voice. You, he directed his gaze towards Grace. Where did you ever learn to walk that way? Grace frowned, not understanding. You remind me of a nomad or worse yet, like the island hopper savages. The girls giggled. Silence. They all snapped to attention. I do not know what kind of breed you are, Miss Ellison, but I am here to ensure that you become an upstanding citizen of the upper class. Grace looked thoughtful. He approached her. What is it, Miss Ellison? I remember a little of my time when my nana and I lived with the nomads. I grew up most of my life in Brooks Village. Oh, horror of horrors. He slapped his hand on his forehead as if distressed. Had your father no understanding of how uncultured those people are? I've no father, Master Pavat. Grace lowered her gaze. See, I told you, one girl whispered. Your past is of no concern to me. My apologies, Miss Allison. She looked up and could see compassion in his eyes. She now understood that his snobbishness was a part he played in the school. She gave him a slight smile. He clapped his hands. Hurry along to your studies with Miss Price. Grace turned to Fredo and whispered, Thank you. See to it that you practice what I've shown you. Yes, Master Pavat, she curtsied. As Grace walked down the corridor, a group of girls stepped in front of her, blocking her way. I see you are now becoming Master Pavat's pet. Don't listen to Vera, another girl said with kindness in her voice. She stepped forward towards Grace. Vera stared at her in disbelief. Fine, then why don't you tag along with her, Zoe, since you like her better than us? Vera tossed her head haughtily and walked away. Her other friends followed, chanting, teacher's pet, teacher's pet, over and over. Grace watched until they disappeared around the corner, then whispered, I'm sorry. Zoe turned to Grace. For what? I didn't mean to cause a problem between you and your friends. Nonsense. Vera doesn't know you. She's always threatened by the unknown. I'm not threatened, Zoe declared emphatically. And I'd like to get to know you better, Grace. Thank you, Grace smiled. Zoe hooked her arm through Grace's. We'd better hurry or we'll be late. The months passed and Grace and Zoe became close friends. Vera still struggled with accepting Grace and became more of a thorn in her flesh. I'm sorry for how Vera is treating you, Zoe spoke as they both sat under a tree. I don't know what I've done to upset her. Nothing, really. She, Zoe hesitated. She's bitter towards her father. Why? He left her mother for another woman. But please don't mention this to anyone, not even her. Grace felt sorry for Vera. No one knows. Her parents give the appearance that everything is all right. They attend social gatherings as if nothing is wrong. But Vera said she heard them arguing. Her mother told her father to leave, and he said he was better off with his other wife. Zoe shook her head. I think she's jealous of you. You have peace, even though you have no father. 
I never really knew my father, Zoe. Doesn't your mother ever speak of him to you? Grace opened her mouth to correct Zoe and tell her Abigail was her nana and not her mother, but she changed her mind. She never speaks of him. Maybe she's bitter towards him. I don't think my nana has ever been bitter towards anyone. Nana? Zoe tilted her head. Yes, that's what everyone calls her. Your mother? Grace paused, and from that moment she resolved that her nana was truly the only mother for her. Yes, my mother. If you would like to get this book and other books of the Love's Weaving Hands series, please visit lwhseries.com. Love's Weaving Hands series books and audios are copyright by Living Faith Publishing, LLC.